0: trainers right that that's a thing I
1: think that that accounts don't those
0: work Waste
1: probably trainers. you can mold your rib cage with that anyway let's put this let's but put you can't... some of this on there <laughs> yeah they shape your liver and your spleen and everything but maybe a little of that ain't bad i don't know
0: wait so what what the tummy tech patients get they're not the same thing compression garments or yeah
1: but that's not exactly the same as like those bajas that have metal rods that go in them that like mold your ribs it's almost like the they japanese, yeah them. they have bones yeah. and rods and things like whale bones
0: what are we doing it's to almost
1: ourselves? like it's almost like the japanese foot binding yeah I remember
0: learning about that. okay yeah, where
1: the more wealthy you were the less likely you needed to walk and so they would do these horrible bi- foot binding things for japanese royalty
0: is that why that's I thought it was just because, you know, i want cute little feet. There's a lot of
1: body modification that has happened throughout history, which is really fast. Should we put some of this on the podcast? We're
0: recording already, but I I think it's fascinating that it's correlating to the the wealth. We're doing it right now. I think we should do a cold open. Yeah, this could be a cold open.
1: A cold open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, where you just, it's like in media res where you actually just just find yourself in the middle of the story. I love those. Uh Uh-huh. back everyone thank you so much for joining us again on the post-op I am here again with Asada Jones
0: hey everyone
1: starting these out every week is like sitting down with an old a young old friend (laughs) a young friend Wow. just a young friend but I feel like I'm sitting down for a conversation with someone who I like who is a pleasure to talk with and always makes me laugh. So thanks, Asada. If Uh, nothing else, the podcast (laughs) is just a way for you and I to chit chat.
0: Honestly, I'm okay with that, too. It works. So, Doc, how are your cases this
1: week? Cases this week? We're good. It's always a challenge. And I I think sometimes about, well, I guess it's football postseason. And I think about these guys who have played dozens and hundreds and hundreds of games. And I'm just like, is this boring for you? (laughs) Like, why are you still playing and throwing the It's like the same ball, yeah. Right, unless it's deflated a little bit, Uh which can be well. Anyway,
0: uh oh, (laughs) controversy.
1: So I just I wonder about that, and then I get back into the R on a Monday morning, and I'm just so geared up and you're in the game. Yeah, this game, this is gonna be the perfect game. Yeah, this case is gonna be the one that I get every little stitch right just the first time, and nothing goes wrong. And I think that quest for mastery that quest for perfection which I guess is a little dicey to say when we're talking about something that is so imperfect as the human body but that quest I think to be great and to do great for other people is hugely motivating and it really is every time and we talked a couple episodes ago maybe it was last episode about wanting to be even better because of the trust that's bestowed on me Doing, for example, labioplasty surgery. Yeah. What business do I have doing it? And it, as we were saying earlier, it just makes me want to be even better, to rise even more to the occasion to do great yeah. for other people. And so the week was an exciting week. We did two tummy tucks so far this week. Nice. Um, Monday's patient had such a unique shape, and we talked about ethnic variations and body types, which I see a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Really narrow waist, fullness in the hips and buttock, little bit of liposuction with the muscle repair and a tummy tuck, and it just went great for her. So I know nice. she'll be super excited. I think she may be listening on. I'm stoked for you.
0: Oh, yes. Feel well. Yes, we're sending you healing, good healing vibes Perfect. through the waves. I hope you feel it. I hope yes. you feel it. Yes. Um, so, Doc, today's episode is about breast lifts and breast reductions. Any, any of those cases this week that you can – Let us know about?
1: Not this week, but we saw one of our post-ops. Well, actually, yeah, we saw a post-op on Tuesday who had had a breast lift with implants on Monday.
0: Nice. That just
1: slipped my mind. It's blending into the ether of all of my (laughs) surgical cases. But she actually had tuberous breasts, and we did a skin removal and tightening tuberous breasts are I was when just, i
0: love that you read the question on my face yeah, like there was wait an eyebrow remind that me what tuberous breast is again
1: everyone's body develops so differently during puberty and sometimes when the breast develops there's almost a tethering or a ligament or a scar tissue that starts internal that starts to distort the breast and almost squeezes the bottom of the breast and so you hmm. really need to much more extensively shape the breast if there is a tuberous breast. The nipple can be really, really large. It's almost like the breast is trying to force itself through the nipple instead of rounding out and filling out the whole breast envelope.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And so we were retightening her skin, reshaping the nipples, getting the nipples into that ideal position with the ideal size. And so that, that kind of case, a breast lift with implants, which I'm sure we'll talk about in more detail, it's another whole layer of complexity on top of it. And when there's a tuberous breast where you have that almost internal scar tissue, it makes it even more unique and challenging. But she did great. Very sweet patient. I think she's listening too. So hi. Good hi, healing vibes. Happy to recovery. You too. Yes. Totally.
0: Healing vibes to everyone who's listening. Okay, so let's just start off with tuberous breasts. I wonder if I came across a patient I'm sure I have. I, it's j- not I just not super
1: common. Much more common is just drooping breasts or large and heavy drooping breasts. Maybe
0: that's what the patient was describing when I was answering the phone. And, you know.
1: And sometimes people don't even know. They're just saying, my breasts don't look right. Can I have a breast augmentation? Mm -hmm. Can I have a breast surgery to correct my breasts? They just, I'm not happy with them. I want
0: them to look like.
1: Yeah. Any any wish pick that you may bring in. And so it runs the gamut of slight drooping, breast asymmetry, Tuberous breasts, macromastia, which is really large breasts and drooping breasts. So there are so many reasons why someone might come in for breast surgery. Yeah. A good amount of them can just be treated by changing the size and the shape of their breasts with breast implants, which is what we talked about in you know, the previous, in previous episode, episode. Yeah. But there's this subset of patients who need maybe the nipple size changed, maybe the nipple location changed, maybe the location of the whole breast to be moved if there's drooping or m- maybe part of the breast removed and reduced okay. so there's a whole world of mastopexy which is breast lift reduction mammoplasty which is breast reduction mm. and breast lift with implants which is another category which is probably the most common as well that we do that so would fall
0: under just like augmentation right
1: well that would be a lift with an augmentation right. Okay, so, so listeners, the yeah.
0: words of the episode are mastopexy and
1: reduction mammoplasty. There you go. Or breast reduction or breast lift. Try right? to use so, that
0: in a sentence this week, listeners. Just yeah. a little challenge to yeah. see if you can just slide that in casually. Yeah, the easier <laughs> way is to think
1: of it as a breast lift and a breast reduction. And that's usually how we say it.
0: Okay, so for somebody that has a tuberous breast, would you recommend that they just do a lift or would you recommend a lift and an implant?
1: Usually a lift with an implant because the shape of the breast also has to be changed. You can't just move Ah. the position of the breast, which is the lift part. You actually need to change the shape of the breast and and give the breast a little more roundness. Okay. All so. right, Dr.
0: Oppenheimer, I'm just flying off the seat of my pants here. Go for it. Let's, let's try something out. Let's pretend that I'm one of your patients, Okay. Uh, a prospective patient, and I'm coming in for a consult. And I'm coming in for a breast lift. Okay. But I don't want – or wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay let's let's do it this way and this is I'm not atypical.
1: Com- you just want your breasts to be prettier but you're not exactly positive if you need a lift or not oh okay so this common. this, like, this, this common, hesitation actually. is normal i love yes. it yes you nail. you're really nailing the role in fact were you doing that on purpose just yes sort of like really mm-hmm. getting the character mm-hmm. yep i absolutely I was like that was 100
0: percent the plan wow
1: <clears throat> i was convinced <laughs>
0: so if a patient comes in and they just want their breast higher Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily want to change the shape they don't want fullness or anything like that they're just like they're a little bit down i want them back up again yeah that's just straight up lift that's it yeah
1: which is the rarest of (laughs) all surgeries that i do it would be the least common because when you go and talk to people in detail about it you're basically having anchor scars which is around the nipple, down the front of the breast, and in the breast crease okay. to get a breast lift in the vast majority of cases. So that's a fair bit of scarring. No cup size change, maybe even a little smaller. And no fullness in your upper part of the breast. A breast lift, while it seems like it would give you fullness in your upper part of your breast, it really doesn't. It just gets rid of the hanging part below your breast fold. Okay. So in terms of like, please sign me up, it's crickets really nobody really is like yes let me just have this unless they're pretty large and they're maybe a couple cup sizes bigger then we would do a breast reduction with a lift which those two things are they go hand in hand this is where it gets a little confusing but every breast reduction automatically includes a breast lift so you need to have bigger breasts than you want to really sign up for the breast reduction and lift. If your mm. breast size is is okay for you and you just don't like the drooping, it's unlikely that you're going to just want to have a breast lift because you have no new upper breast fullness. Okay, from a so lift alone.
0: Okay, so the the listeners with breasts will understand this. So when I do like that kind of like lift at my pecs thing,
1: Totally. That's Super not common. how it's going to look. No.
0: Got it. Okay, so listeners, that motion that we do to lift up from the top, that's not how the breasts are going to look. I know that some of you have done that. I know I've done that. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want them to lift it up. And you kind of like lift by your collarbone. All the time. That's not it.
1: If you, you know, if and and doctors have tried before to – anchor with a long permanent suture that you thread under the breast and it goes sort of like a bra would do and they thread that stitch through your breast tissue, anchor it to your clavicle. I've never done this but there are surgeons who do some of these minimally invasive lifts. It doesn't really work. Your body is a living morphing.
0: I'm so glad you said that that was
1: <laughs> tissue that 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 stitch will slide through your tissue over time.
0: So it's not the hack you think it is it
1: doesn't it doesn't stay yes okay it doesn't really stay and so they've tried these techniques where you can have this non-surgical breast lift the problem is it's like when you take a dress that you like and you say all I really want is this fabric to come out to do that there's a huge inseam and a huge pleat and the dress needs to be taken apart and you're like but I only want two inches taken out of right. the waist and they're like that's cool let me just take apart your dress real quick I'll have it back to you in a few weeks a breast lift a breast reduction even a breast lift with implants is kind of like that if only I could replicate the pull of your fingertips the the (laughs) upper part of your breast I would love that instead the whole breast almost needs to be undone and refolded like origami is the way that I think about it Mm -hmm. the nipple needs to stay attached to blood vessels the nipple needs to stay attached to nerves so there's some Restrictions that I have compared to when I just sit at my desk folding paper. I mean, a little little crane at my desk. But that so that's the problem. And that's why it's not as desirable to just have that breast lift because there's a it's a long run for short slide. Gotcha. And most of the time the breast and the nipple need to be moved up. But new fullness needs to be added to the breast, Mm. even if it's a moderate profile implant, even if it's only a cup size to fill up the upper part of the breast cup. And your cup size may not even change when you add an implant that's what's kind of crazy because you can add in an implant it will fill the upper part of your breast the part that doesn't actually sit in the cup if you think about it Mm -hmm. your breast cup in a bra is covering the lower part of your breast so if you added that volume to your upper part of your breast your cup size might not change and in fact when you're doing a breast lift you're removing some tissue so It's a little bit of a push-pull and your cup size may not change. So I can get a lift
0: without having to change because honestly, to be completely honest with you, that is something that I've been, I've wanted to do a lift. I think I'm at the age that I should be getting it or not should be, but I would like to get it done, but I don't want to change my cup size.
1: Yeah, you probably would go a little smaller if you just had a lift, but you also may not want to add scars to your breast.
0: Oh, let's talk about scarring really quickly. I'm sure. jumping around like a squirrel. It's okay. Le- uh, like this... an
1: agile squirrel with a beautiful voice. A very I don't know graceful... any of them. Like a Disney squirrel, basically. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> um, Flattery let... will get me everywhere in this podcast. So I mean
0: I'm on so the podcast. Sure. <laughs> That's it. But what about the scarring? So you mentioned this anchor scar. I know some people, and I only know because I've spoken to them on the phone, the women that have called in, they're very hesitant to consider a breast lift because of the scar, they'll totally. just decide, oh, I'll just go bigger and they'll be they'll stay up or something like that. Nah, yeah, That's not the I case. Might not,
1: I might not advocate that. Okay. I think that putting more and more volume in the breast might actually pull it down over time. Like if you just put in a bigger and bigger implant. A breast implant can give you a little bit of a lift. It's almost as if you're putting a wedge underneath the breast. Mm-hmm. It kind of torques the breast up, and the nipple may come forward and up, kind of like a child on a swing. So your nipple may come off of the ground a little bit if you put that wedge, that breast uh-huh. implant, behind your breast and your pack. So you can get a small version of a lift with an implant, but I wouldn't just continue to augment someone out of drooping. That's kind of a bad idea,
0: okay. I think.
1: But yes, the scars, I love that there's some reticence about proceeding with a surgery because of the scars once you have scars you can't undo them Mm -hmm. you can treat them they can fade we use silicone scar gels that we love in our clinic and in plastic surgery silicone tapes co2 laser which is almost like an airbrush of sorts it gets some of the red pigment out of a healing scar which I've we seen use pretty some patients regularly.
0: pretty like really happy after their yeah. co2 treatments yeah, here it takes
1: the red out of the scar it right. kind of coagulates the the scar blood vessels but to have that scar i i think that it makes sense to be cautious about the anchor lift now it's hidden in a bikini and people are pretty thrilled i do breast lift with implants all the time breast right. reductions all the time they're among my happiest patients so
0: with the scarring for the breast lift and re, breast implant and lift, I'm you're right there. Okay, the breast yeah, implant breast implant and lift. lift. Yeah. is that different than the scarring for just a reduction? Nope,
1: they're the same anchor scars. And this okay. is this gets at the core of the issue for me with a breast lift and a breast reduction. Mm-hmm. There isn't an alternative to reshaping the breast than an anchor scar, if you have drooping. In the textbook, they'll show you a donut lift. I was, okay. They'll show you a lollipop lift. They'll show you an anchor lift. For me, there's really two options. One, a little crescent moon to lift your nipple that quarter of an inch. If you have a little tiny difference between your breasts and you don't really have drooping, but if your nipple position is just slightly off, if you picture a crescent moon, I might put it on the top part of your nipple just to bring it up a little bit. It'll make your nipple a little more oval. It'll pull it up just that little bit if you say, want to have nipple papule symmetry in a t shirt without a bra, mm-hmm. so that the nipples are pointing in the exact same direction. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone has some degree of a difference between their breasts, the right and left. Yeah. And so, if there's a little quarter inch difference or centimeter or so, we can do a little crescent excision. That's one lift, a crescent lift.
0: Okay. But that's not like, that's a nipple lift, but not a breast tiny, lift. Tiny,
1: tiny, tiny, tiny nipple yeah. lift. I don't do donut lifts. I don't do lollipop lifts. I skip those two. I don't think they're great operations. Okay, we won't even talk about them. And then there's an anchor lift. I think people will maybe wonder do we, why. Okay, fine,
0: fine. Let's talk about it. And it's no. not just like
1: for <laughs> religious reasons or something. Like I, I have a religious exemption from.
0: <laughs> right. You had a really bad experience with a lollipop once and you're just never going
1: to. As a child. <laughs> yeah. I think that. They're, the lift doesn't reshape the breast properly. Mm. A purse string, which is the donut lift, some people call it a Benelli lift, it's great for scrub pants, it's great for a purse. That drawstring mm-hmm. is great for sweatpants. It's not great for the human body. Oftentimes it involves a permanent stitch that may break over time and may release that nipple. It's, it's like a lasso mm-hmm. that you're praying stays intact for 60 years wow it's just a it's just a losing proposition really yeah and also it causes a sunburst pattern to the nipple almost like pleats extending outwards i mean picture your favorite pair of pj pants or sweatpants that Mm -hmm. drawstring that you pull it results in all this ruching Mm -hmm. is that how's my fashion it's it's good you're you're doing
0: great yeah (laughs)
1: around the around that drawstring that happens around the areola that's not really a look that we want and so i don't perform that benelli lift it's just not the donut lift it's just not a great call
0: so they put a a, string around the nipple
1: yes and they lasso it in so some people will say i just want the areola made smaller Mm. can't you just cut around it and tighten it that way you have to put a piece of gore-tex suture around that nipple purse string it closed to tighten it, just like you're making your waistband smaller in a pair of bottoms and relying on that stitch to hold. And that results in that pleating going throughout your breast. It actually flattens your breast. It's almost like you're chopping off the top of a pyramid. Yeah. And you're cutting off that top part. The breast has a nice cone shape. If you're chopping off the top of it, you're almost kind of flattening that cone shape. And so it just doesn't work. It's not the right origami pattern for breast. Mm -hmm. The correct origami pattern for breast is an anchor lift. The same thing is true with a vertical only or a lollipop lift. Mm -hmm. It creates artificially long. It creates an artificially long distance between the nipple and the crease. And that nipple to fold distance also has a magic number and Mm. length based on your breast size. You can't control that if you're not taking tissue out from the actual crease. You can't control that length. So a lollipop lift really doesn't work either for me. So that's why it's. A crescent lift or an anchor lift, and a lot of people are not thrilled to hear that. And there's plenty of plastic surgeons for people who may want to have some of these different approaches. Having done the volume of breast surgery that I've done, I found them to be inferior. Mm-hmm. And I use my wife test: my would I want this procedure for my wife? Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> with this procedure for my wife, and they just don't meet criteria for me. Saying sure, let's do that anyway. It's right. a shortcut. It'll work okay for a few years. No, I don't. Right. I don't want that. That's not so. the intention. Nope.
0: Yeah. So okay. Um. Wait, you answered this question in the previous episode. Yes, I asked you already if you can breastfeed after a reduction and yeah. a lift, and you said yes. Yeah,
1: you should be able to. Like I said, the ducts are intact because yes. the nipple is staying attached. We're just spinning, rotating the yeah. nipple areolar complex up into a new position. The That's blood vessels stay attached. <laughs> well, right, the blood vessels stay attached because you need it to stay alive. Mm-hmm. The ducts need to stay attached because you need it to be functional if you're a younger woman or still planning on breastfeeding in the future. And the nerves need to stay intact, intact. And the nerves need to stay in continuity so that you can have sensation, kind of regardless of whether or not the breastfeeding plans are there. You want to have sensation in your nipples, and so. It's very uncommon, would be very rare to have decreased sensation or absence sensation from even a reduction or or a lift or a lift with implants. That's good. Sensations should remain. It would be a minority, low, low, low percentage of women who have diminished sensation and can't even recall maybe a few patients out of hundreds that have a loss of sensation in part of their areola.
0: Right. So
1: it's possible, but it would be low risk. Right, so,
0: so Dr. Oppenheimer, I want to circle back really quickly because I asked about cup size changes for a lift. Um, what is typical for cup like the cup size change for a reduction?
1: Most people want the same range of cup size after breast surgery there is that oh. human goal of somewhere between a small c and a small d for the vast majority of no people.
0: one's trying to go from like c to an a or anything like that
1: no and so when you have a woman who comes in with an f or an h breast cup size which is essentially it starts to become a little bit silly to use letters when you're going there because there's so much variation in bra size based on who's making them. Yeah, it's like hey, K. Like, what does that even mean it after a It doesn't really mean course. anything. Yeah. And what I start thinking of is in cc's, how many grams, how many cc's of tissue mm. are removing. So for breast reductions, I think in grams. For breast augmentations, I think in cc's. Okay. And they're pretty closely related. Um, for a breast reduction to go down by a cup size, it's about 150 grams, just like for Going up a cup size with a breast augmentation would be 150 cc's. Mm-hmm. And so we may remove 800 grams, 600 grams from a woman's breast. That's four cup sizes down. Wow. And so that's generally how I think about a breast reduction. But most women who want a breast reduction want a small C. Most women who want a breast augmentation want a full C. Mm. So the C cup is kind of that magic cup size for for most women. Yeah. But we're mostly five foot six five foot four and that is the proportion for most of our frames and it just makes sense yeah it's just kind of it you know for a guy if i'm six one that's that's somewhat the goal and so a c cup is somewhat the goal for for breast surgery so yeah so 150 grams is a cup size we may remove anywhere from you know, 400 grams to over a thousand grams. I think the largest breast reduction I've done was close to 2,000 grams, maybe oh, 1,600 wow. grams. And some of these women ha- are really, um, really, really hindered by that degree of macromastia. Yes. It gets very sad to think about the challenges that they have. I and mean,
0: all the back pain, all like the yes. probably neck pain from all the weight. Yes, back
1: like pain, that's got to be neck pain rashes under the breast especially in warmer climates like Florida. Oh yeah. Trouble finding clothing, uh, self-consciousness about wearing certain clothing, attention that they don't want, especially at a younger age too when you think right. about puberty being such a cruel process. You don't ask for what you get. Right. You don't get what you ask for. <laughs> so yeah, no kidding. Ain't that the truth, <laughs> sister. You're... Amen. But it's just it's just a challenge and so so there's never, uh, there's never really a great ideal time for that breast development. And they sometimes develop so quickly and aggressively that the breast size overwhelms the skin mm-hmm. to support the breast. So mm-hmm. when you have a certain breast size, you automatically are having drooping. Right. Um, and, and a lot of patients, I sometimes will say, if your skin made for a good bra, you wouldn't need a bra. And for most women who have larger breasts, there's a fair amount of stretching and settling that just happens. And that's part of planet earth and gravity. And even what can make a breast beautiful, even when we're talking about breast augmentation, a lot of women will say, well, I still want it to have somewhat of a natural slope. I don't want it to look super stuck on or or very fake. And so we like the appearance of the breast with some degree of gravity. I don't know what they want on the space station, they may, th- it may be a perfectly round breast on Mars. If there's lower gravity, they'll be like, I want that really augmented Mars. Look it really high. It it's like, really high. It's like we may right have up to, to my neck. I don't think I'm going to be doing plastic surgery on Mars.
0: No, I don't think we'll get there.
1: No. And that might be a blessing. I'm happy to not do that. I get car sick, like on the commute to, you know, the office. It's not going to happen for me to go on a space.
0: We're not getting up there. Okay. So,
1: yeah, I, I know I'm going in a, a few different directions, but cup size changes are very dramatic for breast reductions. For breast lift with implants, you may not get a cup size change. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I think of a reduction augmentation like an oxymoron. It's a push-pull right. operation. You're taking away and giving back. Sometimes I'll do a breast reduction of two hundred two hundred grams. Excuse me, mm-hmm. breast reduction with two hundred grams, and I'll add back maybe two hundred or two hundred fifty cc's. They don't want the natural drooping breasts that they have. They like that they're a full C or a small D, but they don't want the natural drooping breasts. They want a higher breast. They want to maybe not have to wear a bra all the time. Mm -hmm. And so the implant will fill out the upper part of the breast and the breast lift reduction will bring the nipple up into a better position. And I showed some of those on Snapchat yesterday, actually, too, that I think are just vanishing now. But we do save a lot of those videos. Maybe we can
0: repost them when this episode comes out, like as a... Like a, sure. this is what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. And we do save those videos in our video library on our website. So if you do go to look, we do save a lot of our Snapchat videos on the video library. So if you just go to our website, OPPMD.com, and then find the videos, you can look through dozens and dozens of videos for all of these surgeries. Again, if you're someone who's very visual, this podcast yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we're not helping you out over. visual it way worse for you but for the auditory learners this is just fire
0: they're killing it they're like oh yeah we know exactly what you're talking about purse strings the and lift, origami. They, they were with they us they
1: did all the or they made a crane in their head with the origami <laughs> while we were saying it so i think that the change in the shape of the breast is is the the focus when you're doing a breast lift with implants
0: okay um so how do you guide your patients or how would you guide your patients into to selecting the right implant when they're getting a reduction?
1: It's not common to do that at all. Most of the time when I'm doing just a reduction, no one's getting an implant. Oh. Most of the time for a reduction- Oh, they're... it's the
0: lift that always yeah. gets the- reduction. Okay. Okay.
1: It's the, it's the reduction that always gets a lift. I, I hope I'm not confusing you as well, Asada. <laughs> for patients who are complaining about the symptoms they have from very large breasts- we're doing a reduction on you
0: right okay. that's
1: it you'll be super happy i put a special stitch along the breast crease which almost acts like an underwire bra it helps support the breasts when we've made it several cup sizes smaller and you're happy to not have that round full upper breast shape you're okay having that natural look honestly you're okay to not have the rashes not have the neck back yeah. pain and headaches and the scar is a total gimme you're fine with that that's a breast reduction, and we're making you somewhere in that small C-cup range for most people, no matter where they're starting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, for women who have slightly fuller breasts but have drooping that they're not happy with, those are the patients we do a mini-reduction with an implant.
0: Ah, so there is a degree of reduction. For sure. Okay. And those women
1: don't complain of symptoms. They're just saying, hey, I don't really like the way my breasts are drooping. They're not having the rashes. They're not having yeah. the… Yeah, and so those patients may So I'm a wa- drooper. I would never oh, say that. Oh,
0: Well, no. I can say it. You can't About say yourself, it. yourself, I would never say that. <laughs> oh, that. That's weird. I made it weird this time. Cool. No, cool, I cool, mean, cool. but who,
1: who <laughs> among women who has anything in a C cup or beyond has no drooping? And I would say that unless you're on Mars... Yeah, you know you're a Martian. So then. we're
0: embracing the droop. I am. Yeah. I am. I am taking ownership. I'm taking it back. I'm. I'm taking the power back.
1: Those are patients as well that I'm the most reluctant to operate on. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Asada. All right, well, you're disqualified. We're done
0: here. This has all been a long con to get <laughs> a consultation. Your whole ready.
1: consult was basically a no at the end. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. I will take someone who has a D cup breast. <laughs> and I will do a lift reduction with an implant because they don't have back pain they don't have neck pain they just don't want their breast sitting lower yeah. but they do have to twist my arm a little bit yeah and I I understand the aesthetic ideal of a breast having a little bit more roundness and and a higher nipple position and a smaller nipple in a lot of cases it it's just uh you know it's a it's a more involved process to have a net zero cup change mm-hmm. but I definitely do it again on the snap yesterday you'll see a few of these where i yeah. made the natural breast smaller but put in an implant to make it net even breast cup size and so the, but those are the toughest because i'm sometimes i'm like you know hey this is how this is how you were made this is what breasts do over time and they're like yeah that's great do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. We know that, but just yeah. do the thing.
1: <laughs> and then the least common, you know, the least common would be just a breast lift because mm-hmm. if they come in saying they just want a breast lift, but they also kind of want more fullness like that. Pack move that you do where you're yeah, pulling the, the, up the pull up. the tug. Yeah. <laughs> but they want the look to change in terms of upper breast fullness. That doesn't happen with a mastopexy alone with a mm-hmm. breast lift alone. So a lot of the time we're putting in that implant.
0: So for our visual listeners, if you're just doing a lift on its own, it's like the, um, um, I can say it because I am a yoga teacher. It's like the yoga teacher, free living, barefoot in the grass, like just free hanging type of deal where okay. it's not, um, you know, you're kind of, you're, you got cute little perky ones, but not very full vooms, right? I I can say that. I can say that. I just that. can't agree with what you're saying.
1: You know what I mean? Unless it's a medical term, you're absolutely I can't. Right. So I'm just stone-faced You're right. Here I'm right putting now. you in a really bad I haven't position. Haven't even blinked.
0: You he has not. Honestly, listeners, his game face is really good.
1: But go on. You're painting a good picture. I'm a I'm a, you know, auditory okay, learner, can so you like? I'm picturing a field there's like wheat blowing and blink grass. Blink once if there's I'm like on goats, the right track. There's baby goats in this. Scene. I don't know. Is that part of yoga? Sometimes? It's
0: goat yoga. That's a thing. Okay, that's, that's what I'm thing.
1: picturing. So keep going. I like. Okay, this. It's so very it's relaxing, actually. it's
0: a um. You know, I just wanna. I just want a little bit less, but I want to be able to go less. I don't care if my nipples are uneven. It's just I want a little bit less. That's just a straight up breast lift, right?
1: Or a good bra. Or I good was bra. thinking about a good bra, as you kept right going.
0: Okay. Okay. And then if I want something I want smaller, but I also want them fuller and I'm okay with maybe a cup size change, that is the lift with the implant. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. I think that everyone's breasts are different and everyone's goals for breasts are somewhat similar. And so for me, we do a lot of virtual consults. Patients submit photos to us on our HIPAA website all the time. They send in their photos. We... Store them in our database, and I talk to people all the time on the phone about whether it makes sense to pursue what they're thinking about for their goals. Some women will want something, and then I'll say, Enter the anchor scar, and they'll say, Okay, peace. They're no, like, I'm, I'm actually going to check good. out Third Love bra. Yeah, Third <laughs> Love. I love Third Love, that mostly just the branding of Third Love. I it's feel like it's great. really good.
0: I, I like the idea of being able to get a custom fit bra for That's me. Cool. I mean, Uh This podcast is sponsored by Third Love. I
1: was going to say. It is not. But I would love it if it was. That would be so cool. Hey, Third Love,
0: holler at us. We're we're ready. Because (laughs) I
1: do think that bras are actually somewhat the solution. And I do think that bras have been made so poorly. The design of them, the way they pinch the side of the body, the way they accentuate bra rolls that are upsetting to people. So I do think that a well fitting bra may be superior than a breast surgery because our bodies are still changing over time and the idea that you have a lift then you have gravity for a decade and then what another lift nobody wants to do that yeah. you know nobody wants to think about that but that is also potentially a reality that your skin let you down once it may let you down again and so the idea oh my God, that, that you're just that's
0: a really real possibility I, like it's just dawning yeah. on me that
1: Yeah, it will continue to go. It will continue to stretch. It's almost like you have a spring. You decide that you want the spring shorter. So you cut out a few loops of the spring, but you could then just still stretch the spring to the same length and beyond. And so that's kind of what can happen with skin in general. And every plastic surgery procedure that has the word lift in it always will be battling gravity and always will have the clock restarting The moment the last stitch goes in. There's the
0: asterisk. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then when you have anything that has the word tuck in it, you're good to go for life. Tummy tuck, it's not going to restretch unless you had weight fluctuations or pregnancy or some other change in your your body. Right. But tucks are good. Lifts may not have a permanent result because of gravity. gravity. I think facelifts are kind of classic for that. But for whatever reason, people are like, oh, yeah, I'll have another facelift in seven or eight years. But no one is going to want to have another breast lift. And depending on how stretchy your skin is, and that's not for everyone, you may not need another breast lift. Mm-hmm. But if your skin is really, really stretchy, that you, be you may be in that category. This is mm. coming back to that measurement tool that I wish existed of measuring someone's intrinsic skin elasticity because yeah, like, that would let me know how stretchy their skin is or not and how likely they would be to needing their skin retightened over time
0: yeah and you could be like okay we got this surgery we we did it it's great but now you really need to invest in a good bra forever forever else you're going to be right back here or you could say you're good to go go braless let them hang girl uh, yeah well, you would never say that i'm sorry i can't believe yeah i, said I
1: would that. again i didn't blink as you said that so and i sorry. just ignored that <laughs> that's so weird it's nice to have to not have a medical degree. I'm like somewhat.
0: Honestly, you should try it out. It's kind of great. We can say kind Maybe of. Maybe I will someday. Just wild things.
1: Maybe I will someday. <laughs> I think um, it's a good balance, you and me.
0: I think so. I think I'm so. Like,
1: try to use your doctor words a Sorry, no. <laughs> good. And I didn't mention this, but a large implant breast feels less heavy than a large breast breast. So, all things aside, all things equal if you have a D cup natural breast your breast will feel heavier will pull more will feel more drooping and potentially more more pulling than a D cup breast from a breast augmentation mm.
0: so i'm just thinking out loud that's something to consider for somebody that wants to get a breast reduction and are kind of like on the you know on the fence of whether they want to reduce their cup size because of the weight they won't have to worry about that because the weight isn't going to be there Is that what you're saying? Like, there isn't as much.
1: Yeah, a smaller breast for sure won't pull as much. So if you have a breast reduction from a double D to that small C cup, you'll definitely have less pulling. Mm -hmm. But I guess if we're comparing a C cup breast implant and a C cup breast, the C cup breast implant will still feel lighter. And that's because the pec muscle is really helping to support and hold up. That implant, your pec muscle is really strong yeah. and that pec muscle is acting passively. It's like standing is not super exhausting because your muscles have just a base muscle tone. And when you're doing that dual plane breast augmentation, even if you use a large implant, a 500 CC implant, your pec muscle is holding up that 500 CCs and yeah. it's not fatiguing really, but, and it's also closer to your body. So there's less torque. Whereas a natural breast, it's stretching more, it's pulling on the skin, it's pulling further away from your body, and it has more torque. And so a 500 gram breast feels heavier and pulls more and stretches your skin more than a 500cc implant. So everything else equal, uh, a natural breast feels heavier than an implant breast.
0: Fascinating, fascinating. Um, I want to ask you about nipple grafts because you mentioned it in the bonus episode and that was fascinating to me. It really was fascinating. Can you speak more on that? Sure. And like maybe why that would be needed?
1: So for example, in a male patient who has gynecomastia Mm -hmm. and large hanging breasts, you don't want to preserve breast volume. You want it gone. Right. So that tissue gets completely cut off. You actually do a mastectomy. In a male who has breast tissue. Because you don't want to preserve their cup size. They want nothing. Right, right. So you do a mastectomy, including the nipple, and then you cut off the nipple skin and the papule as a skin graft, and you find the new location of that ideal nipple position on their body, 17 centimeters from the midpoint of the clavicle, (laughs) and you graft it in an oval because you don't want a round nipple for a man. You want an oval nipple for Mm -hmm. a man. You can use the back end of a 20 cc syringe to get an ideal male nipple size when you do a graph the ideal female nipple size is usually 42 millimeters in a round circle so all of these numbers everyone just out looked down at anything <laughs> important in my brain um i'm glad i talked over you just Sorry. there
0: i am on a roll this week we can
1: probably cut out that channel for bits and pieces of this but no it's the best part of the podcast so so for a male patient you automatically cut off the areola in most cases Mm -hmm. and you regraft it into a better position because you don't want to preserve breast tissue in a woman who has really drooping breasts Mm -hmm. and it's very rare but sometimes the degree of drooping is so low that you can't rely on that one blood vessel or two blood vessels that are keeping that nipple alive It may be two feet long. If someone's nipples are hanging down below, say, to their level of their waist or their belly button, that's a very long blood vessel coming Mm -hmm. out of the chest and following that nipple all the way down. It may be two feet long, one blood vessel.
0: That is so, like, I can't believe I didn't think about that. Like, I can't believe that's something that, like... I'm just yeah, coming the larger, to terms with right the now. The larger
1: your breasts, the yeah. larger your blood vessels are, the bigger caliber they are, and the longer that they are because they're bringing more blood to more tissue. Right, right. And so you may not find that to be super reliable of that blood supply to that nipple. And in certain cases, you might do a mastectomy or partial mastectomy with a nipple graft. You still may do some of the origami to shape the breast into a cone, anchor scars, but you'll take the nipple off and graft it round it's female Mm -hmm. into that ideal position and then you don't have to worry as much about circulation you treat it just like a skin graft which is used a lot in burn cases in plastic Mm -hmm. surgery but that would be a rare case and it was that rare case that my mom was talking to me about my mom is a la leche league consultant um she's certified IBCLC, which is like certified lactation consultant oh really So when i was a kid we would i would come home from school and there would be a dozen women breastfeeding in the living room and I was, okay, I guess that's normal. Or women would call on the phone and say, you know, is Cindy there? And yeah. i would be like, no. And they'd be like, I'm really having trouble with my latch.
0: latching. Yeah, that is so. And so
1: I'm like, let me take a message real quick. I'll right. to call you back.
0: L.A. <laughs> but
1: have you looked under your baby's tongue and saw if there was a tongue tie? No. Just, You're I didn't like really giving off medical advice I in didn't your really kid. I not provide um, <laughs> medical advice. But but it I think it probably honed my sensitivities a little bit to understand some of these elements. I absolutely kid. think so. I, I wasn't mean, like I'm not a therapist,
0: but I'm going to go ahead on a limb and say I yeah, think so. I wasn't
1: like woodworking and using power tools in the back with my dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> this was a different childhood. <laughs> a kinder, gentler childhood, I guess. I feel pretty privileged about that. But anyway, that, cool. that will not be discussed further in a bonus so episode.
0: the the... the nipple graft at two feet long
1: so yeah so my mom had told me a story about that which makes no sense physiologically you have cut the ducts free and you've regrafted it in an area of just skin but nature finds a way as i said on that other podcast and and that's a patient who was able a woman who was able to breastfeed not my patient but just my mom discussing that in a breast reduction that needed a nipple graft very uncommon to need a nipple graft i'll just say that yeah so if you have a breast reduction for the vast majority of time I haven't even it's been years since I've done a nipple graft from a breast reduction vast majority of the time your nipple stays attached your ducts stay attached the blood vessels stay attached right. and the nipple goes into the new place So
0: That is really interesting I mean thank you for sharing that even though it's a super rare listeners that was rare you're going to be in great hands. It's not going to happen yeah, to you. Nipple
1: grafts are, nipple yeah, nipple grafts are really uncommon for, yeah. for, for re- breast reduction. Thank you for so. sharing that. That is really cool. Which part, cool. the childhood part. All of though. it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All of it. <laughs> yeah. So um, can we talk about the recovery process for breast lifts, breast reductions? Is that any sure. different than the recovery process um, that we spoke about in our previous episode for breast augmentation?
1: It's funny because I think for a breast reduction, you're going to have less pain. Then a breast augmentation, Mm. more scars, less pain. A breast augmentation is a breast implant going under the muscle. And that leads to muscle spasm, Mm -hmm. cramping. That's a deeper kind of muscle ache, dividing the muscle, a muscle tear, a Charlie horse type feeling. Mm -hmm. A breast reduction or just an isolated breast lift, again, less common, but a breast reduction with a lift, you're not going into the muscle. It's just the skin. So it's tender, but... It's actually usually not as painful as a breast augmentation. Mm. Breast augmentation, you get a one and a half inch scar. A breast reduction, you have that anchor anchor scar. right? So that's kind of unique and and not as readily predicted. There is a drain that I use that usually comes out within a day or two when you have a breast reduction. Much bigger space. We just want to make sure there's no fluid buildup. Those drains slide out really easily. A lot of women fear drains, by the way, even with tummy tucks and with breast reductions. Yeah. The drains that we use are hubless, so it's not a tug-of-war to slide them out. There's no catch, and the old-school drains have a big hub to prevent them from accidentally sliding out, so you really have to pull on the drain to slide it out of the body. Mm -hmm. But these drains, you cut the stitch, they slide out really easily. Almost all of our patients are just like, oh, that's it. That wasn't that bad. And so they slide out on day one or day two. We help people with nonstick Vaseline dressings to put on, extra pads, Uh, bras that we give patients so the breast reduction recovery really after the drains come out women feel a lot better maybe a couple weeks till you're driving either with Mm. implants with a lift or with a breast reduction going back to the gym around a month and you know from there it's pretty easy the scars continue to evolve for years but around three months we'll do co2 on the scars to help in most cases of the anchor scars or in the breast augmentation scars just not super common And we'll help patients with silicone scar gel. That's a long answer to your recovery question.
0: No, it's it's great. You were very thorough. Well, Dr. Oppenheimer, we are coming right up on our time here. Is there anything, any final thoughts you'd like to leave for the listeners?
1: I think there are just so many different versions of pretty breasts. And I think over time we may gravitate to one type of breast or another based on, as we talked about, just some cultural forces at play. Yeah. And what whoever is the star de jour has or wears or it has as their body type that we are admiring in the moment. But I really think that there's so much diversity with breasts and there's so many versions of pretty breasts. And so I feel like the most compelling question really is, what is your version of pretty breasts Mm, to you? And to kind of understand and accept that your version of your breasts that you have may be someone else's version of pretty breasts. To have fuller natural breasts that have a slight droop to them is goals for a woman who goes through puberty and doesn't develop breast tissue at all and is thinking about breast augmentation Mm -hmm. and so sometimes that's why i'm a little more reluctant when sometimes i see someone coming in with a small amount of drooping that wants us to do undo the breast do a full lift do a a reduction of their breast tissue and put in an implant sometimes in my mind i'm thinking okay they already won the game according to someone and i just want to make sure that they're okay and most all the time they're like yeah i've seen the surgeries here's the instagram post of this small breast reduction with an implant do that like i said do the thing and Mm -hmm. i am here to be at the service of my patients and so if it's safe i can help yeah make it happen
0: but i i do like that you you do have you do give the patient that moment of pause of like that moment of just a little bit of let's reconsider because you know what you are could possibly be blowing up in your mind is actually some you know a little tiny little yeah. tiny bump it's a little something something Yeah, that... I'll
1: provide reassurance for yeah. sure and that's this is where or I am a little bit of I the think... reluctant plastic surgeon I guess is self-proclaimed it... <laughs> yes. I, I'm a little <laughs> bit reluctant about it and I just want to make sure that what we're doing is really the goal and not just someone else's version of, of pretty Breast, but actually your own And that's why if I go back one one more episode to when I was talking about doing breast surgery with tummy surgery, I will tell you a lot of times when we flatten the tummy with a tummy tuck and lipo, we don't touch the breasts and the patient thought they wanted a breast surgery and then they see their flat tummy with a natural drooping breast that isn't um, all of a sudden that isn't bothersome to them. And they're like, wow, I'm really glad that I didn't do a breast surgery because my breasts now look very different against my flat tummy yeah. and so I think being a little bit hesitant is is actually help, uh, helpful and healthy for yeah. the plastic surgeon and the patient and I think it just helps to convey a little bit more about my approach to plastic surgery.
0: Yeah and it's, um, it's important I think that patients hear it from the you know a doctor that a little bit of hesitation you know. Yeah, um,
1: when you have a hammer, the whole world's a nail. So every yes. patient could be a patient. Every exactly. Every could be a patient. But I, I try to suss some of those things out. And I think my patients are very thoughtful, very rational. And when I present some of those approaches, a lot of them will think twice about it. And a lot of them will sometimes actually just encourage me to go ahead and do my work. are <laughs> like,
0: thank you so much. What we're what I, we're <laughs> still going to do it, though. Yeah, okay, thanks. fast
1: forward. Good talk. See you out there.
0: <laughs> That's like a coach. Good hustle. Good hustle. I love what you did in the consulate room. Let's get this going. See you in the OR. <laughs> All right. Well, Dr. Oppenheimer, thank you so much for chatting with me. As always, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, please leave a review. If you liked this episode, um, if you didn't like this episode, just you know, turn off your phone. It's fine. But (laughs) if you liked it, leave a review and those lovely five stars. And if you have any questions for Dr. Oppenheimer that are plastic surgery related, please send them over to our podcast email address. That email address is the post op. OPP at gmail.com. You can always follow the doctor and his work on Snapchat and Instagram. He's real doctor op. Once again, that's OPP on Instagram and Snapchat. And last but most certainly not least, you can keep up with me and see what's going on with me at or on Instagram and Twitter. And my handle is a.joneswellness.
1: Thank you. It's always a pleasure. This season is kind of flying by. I yes. guess if we call this a season. And
0: we're at episode 7. This is 7. Can wow. you believe it?
1: Yeah, I can actually, but it's <laughs> He's like, "Yes, I'm the doctor <laughs> with
0: a very busy schedule. I can believe it." <laughs> no.
1: It's I can. I feel like we've talked about a lot of things. It went from more philosophy to more technical to maybe back full circle to some philosophy that I have about plastic surgery. Yeah. But I'm really grateful for the opportunity always to sit down. I have bit of a hustle in my life and so regardless of who's listening i really do like sitting down with you asada and chatting with you and sharing my ideas about plastic surgery i very often will communicate a lot of these ideas to patients that i talk to but it's kind of nice to solidify it here and to sit down with a cup of coffee and just yeah talk about my craft so thank you again asada and thank you to everyone who tuned in again it's been really fun to hear from you in the clinic that you listen to the podcast it's kind of cheering me on so so thanks for that and um i guess i kind of always close these the same way of wishing good health and healing to my patients past present and future so thank you guys so much for trusting me and we will hear you hear from you or you will hear us okay soon (laughs) bye listeners (laughs) bye (laughs)